Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Youth Conference Call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 noon, and on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m., Our monthly youth conference calls provide a platform that allows our youth to bring their gifts, talents, questions, and concerns, while giving our leadership an opportunity to not only address their issues and concerns, but impart words of wisdom and encourage our youth in every effort. We hope that you enjoy today's service and find something in it that resonates within your heart that will drive you to love and have a greater passion for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We also hope that it will help you to enhance your relationship with him as well. Sit back, relax, take notes, and enjoy the service. Thank you for joining us today. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Dr. Boone signing on to the Word of Life Ministry Youth Conference called the Summit of of February. We're going to have a, a wonderful time today. God bless you all. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you're on the line, if you would uh, just identify yourself so I know who you are. I'm here, Pastor Boone, Denise. Well, praise the Lord, Minister Denise Glanton. What a blessing to hear your voice today. It's always a blessing to hear you. I pray that all is well and all is going well and all will end well. It's it's a wonderful day. We had a wonderful time uh, at our food pantry today and it's just a good day to serve the Lord. It's a good day to think about children, our youth, our future. Uh, what a blessing it is to be a part of the Word of Life Ministry Youth Conference Call. Uh, I would yeah. like to, I would like to say um, that we've had a a great time so far uh, in last month, and we're going to have an even better time today. Uh, God has really been good to us, and he continues to let us see uh, great things that our youth are doing. I know so many of them are in college now, and uh, some have gone to the military. But most of all, uh, they've grown up into the admonition of the Lord, and they know right from wrong, and they're very respectful, very humble. Uh, God has been real good to us when we look just look over our years. I continue to pray for our youth, and I continue to uh, ask God to give us uh, direction on how we can continuously interact with them. We can learn from them. We can see their perspective uh, on what the world is doing, how the world is growing. We're living in a uh, technological era now where our kids uh, think differently. They they learn differently. They see things differently. Uh, they have entrepreneurial spirits. They have uh, great aspirations of doing great things, and it's it's a lot different than the years when we were youth and we were growing up. You know, so many uh, youth in my day uh, would graduate from high school just to work in the factory that their parents and grandparents worked in and, and uh, work there for 20 to 30 years and get a gold watch or a wall clock or a plaque or something, and to thank you for all your service. Uh, but we are, we are in a different age now where so many of our youth have those entrepreneur spirits of making their own way, making their own money, making their own life. Sister and Jackie. I just, praise the Lord, Sister Jackie Hope Myrick. Uh, what a blessing to hear your voice today. Uh, I was just sharing with the line that we're living in a greater dispensation for our youth today and we 
need to ask the Lord for wisdom and understanding on what they're going through and how they see the world and how they think about the world. Because we're not living in a time now where uh, the kids in my day, uh, we would look forward to graduating from high school so that we could go to work at the factory with our parents and uh, work there for 20 to 30 years and get get a gold watch or a wall clock or a plaque or something of that nature. But our kids these days has wisdom and understanding way beyond their time that they know how to make things happen and create jobs and create entrepreneurships uh, that we may not have an understanding. So I'm asking the Lord to help us uh, as the elders and and the older generation help us to understand this new generation of youth that uh, come through a digital age where they can do more things uh, and greater things on their computers and pads and iPads and and all of these things and they know how to uh, to navigate through the system of life uh, from a di- digital standpoint which we've never had to really do that. And we're catching up, yes, because we all have a cell phone, we all have a pad or some sort. But if it really came down to it where we needed to get something accomplished, uh, I just know for myself, I just have to ask my grandson, and, and he ain't but five. And I said, how you how you get on this thing? How you get in there? And, and he'll show me and uh, ask my granddaughter and have to call somebody from a different generation in order uh, to know how to change my password, or it's like I'm just not that uh, savvy in the technological field, but our youths are, and that's what we—that's where we need to understand that they see life a lot differently than what we do. And um, so I'm asking God to condition our minds and our hearts and our spirits to catch, to catch up with them, to talk with them, to see what what they see, to understand what they see and not be so uh, challenged because they don't see the world the same way we see the world uh, because we can only see the world by the vision that we've been given, that we've grown up with, and that things have changed. So I just thank God for the ability to be with our youth and uh, to continue to support them in any way because the message that uh, we want to convey here from Word of Life Ministry is that we love our children and we want them to know we love them a lot more than the world does. We're here for them. Uh, we can, we're can. we here to communicate with them. We're here to listen to them. We're here to help solve some of their problems that they might have. Um, we're here to uh, just have an open ear and open arms and say, yes, we love you. What's going on with you? How are you doing? Uh, sit down and talk to me. Uh, let me talk to you. Let me uh, go to a movie with you. Let me go out to dinner with you. Let me talk to you. I've had so many occasions uh, that I was uh, thinking about the other day where I would take my granddaughter. Uh, she's uh, be, She'll be 21 this year, but I would take her out to dinner and take her with me, and we'd sit down and talk and and. Uh, and she still calls me today, Granddaddy this, Granddaddy that, and uh, and I know she w- won't be misled in the world uh, because uh, I have taught her uh, well, I believe, and I've showed her love from a perspective of of what to look for as a date, as a mate, as a husband, as whatever you might need, but but you just can't accept anything, and those things are important in our children's life, we have to be able to relate to them and to, to encourage them and talk to them about realistic things and, and not just be a bossy, bossy, bossy person where they're afraid to talk to us. They're afraid to share uh, their experiences of life with us. And uh, because so many of our youth go astray because they feel as though they can't talk to us. They can't talk to the older generation. We don't understand but we do understand, and we must ask the Lord for wisdom and, and knowledge for understanding a court, uh, in conjunction with our youth. How do we reach them? How do we uh, open up that divide that's set in between us? How can we be um, more for them than ever before? How can we support them more? How can we get them to open up more? And I just thank God for this line. I thank God for 
the youth uh, conference room. Sister Carol, thank God for you being on the line today. It's a blessing to hear your voice. It's a blessing to know that you still have support. Ventrell, that's the voice I've been waiting to hear right there. Oh, what a blessing it is. Well, I'll tell you, I could talk all day about our youth because I love them so and and I I really I really want to let all our youth know that we are part of their life. We're here for them and we love them more than the world does. And I just thank God for each and every one of you that are on the line, that are coming on the line, that'll be on the line. And I ask that the Lord will bless each and every one of you and bless you indeed in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm going to turn this line over to um, Minister Denise Glanton, and she will give us further instructions and take us uh, further into the uh, conference call. Thank God for each and every one of you. Amen. Hey, good evening, everyone. Hey, (laughs) thank God for everyone that's on the line today. Thank you, Pastor Boone, uh, for leading us this far. yeah, the Hawkins would not be with us on the line today. You know, she was um, she had to attend her son's Naval Academy graduation from boot camp, and they'll spend that time together as a family. So we we'll keep them in our prayers too, and also traveling grace that they all get back to their destination safe and sound, and that they'll be safe where they are while they're there. Um, just. We don't have the capabilities that she has, that she can mute and unmute us as we go. I will ask that anyone mute their phones until they are ready to speak and uh, then remute it back once they get finished. After we have the opening prayer, we will have our youth that will... Begin with what they will be presenting to us or whatever they may or may not be saying to us, and then we'll just move forward with the program from there. So since we're just not getting started, we're going to ask Ventrell McCarthy-Sutton to give us an opening prayer. Yes. Okay, give us an opening prayer, please. Okay, everybody bow their head. Dear Heavenly Father, I want you to bless everybody that's on this conference call today. Father God, I want you to bless my family, my friends, my loved ones. Bless everybody so everybody have a good day on this Saturday. Uh, Keep Bless Pastor Jackie, bless Pastor Bloom, bless my grandma, everybody in the car today, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, thank you, Ventrell. Thank you very much. Now, uh, the youth that I had had the opportunity to speak to because this is Black History Month, I had asked them to speak on someone, you know, pick and choose someone that they wanted to tell us about uh, in reference to black history. I don't know how many youth we may have on the line right now, but uh, we'll get started with whoever's on the line that want to get started first with uh, whatever they want to say is fine. And if you're on the line as a youth, you don't have nothing available in reference to black history whatever you may want to do, if you want to sing, pray, or read a scripture, that will be fine as well. We just ask that you unmute your line when you get ready to start, and then remute it back once you get finished. So now we are open for our youth to begin. It doesn't matter who be first. So be waiting on you. You want me to go first? It does not matter. Whoever wanna go first, I'm with you. Uh uh today I'm doing uh Frederick Douglas. 
Um, Frederick Douglass published three autobiographies, spent three years writing, editing, and, and um, influenced the uh, abolished newspapers during like, slavery time. Uh, and broke barriers for African American and government services. Served as an international spokesman and statesman, and helped combat racial pre prejudice during the re reconcer re little recon re I can't say the word error. And these are some facts about Frederick Douglass. He taught himself how to read and write. He he fought a slave breaker. He escaped from slavery in disguise. He took his name from a famous poem. And he traveled to Britain to avoid re-enslavement. And he met Abraham Lincoln as a slave. That's it. Okay, thank you, Ventrell. Thank you very much. Okay, our next youth. Hello. Are you ready, Tay? Oh, uh, Tay's still getting his uh, thing together. Okay, we have any other youth that's ready? Okay, while Tay is getting his stuff together, do we have any adults that would like to read about anything or share anything or inspire our youth about anything. Hey, man, it's Sister Jackie. Can you all hear me? Yes, we hear you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was just, uh, as I was listening to Pastor Elder Boone come on this morning, I was also thinking about that, too, about concerning black history. When we, a lot of the people that came on back then, they, our voices wasn't heard. We wasn't back then, but they was. And a lot of times their voices wasn't heard, and they had to go through a lot of struggles of life. They had to fight for their freedom and a lot of things in their life. But it's a blessing now that we can make a change. And as Elder Pastor was saying, um, Dr. Boone, he was talking about the youth of today, how now they can use digital standpoints to just navigate through life in different ways. But um, as we put all that together, we just think about what they went through back then compared to what we have now in life. And there's no doubt about it. I believe back then, the only person they could rely on was the faith and prayer in God. They just had to lean on God's everlasting hand, just lean on his arm, just lean on him and pray and ask, ask God for protection because they went through a lot of abuse. They went through a lot. But my message for give you today is, I think I just want to tell them today that God is present. God is present. Just be assured today to know that God is present. Know that God is with you and whatever storms of life that you're going through, it doesn't matter about your age. It really doesn't matter. But just believe that God is there. You don't have to fear. You don't have to be afraid. I heard Elder uh, Boone say that earlier. You don't have to be afraid. Some people have uh, the youth or some of them feel like they're afraid. They don't have nobody to go to or or talk to or feel like they'll be cast out. But to the youth today, you don't have to fear. There is nothing. There is nothing and there's no one. Nobody that has the power to defeat you. Nobody. When God have a plan for your life, 
It's for you. There's nothing, nothing, nobody else can do. And whatever you're facing, I don't know. I don't know if uh, whether it's in school or in your home or in your community. Some youth, I see them going up and down the street. They want to, uh, I don't know if it's bullying or whatever. They want to start fights. But whatever it is that you may be experiencing going through, just know that God got you. God got you, and you are important. And I can tell you this, that peer pressure thing, give it to God. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. Friends come and go, but God remains. And I'm telling you that right now, God remains the same. And I'm always thinking, this means life is filled with, you got relationship with friends, you got a uh, relationship with family and loved ones, but some of those will last a season or two. Some may not, some may last forever. But the one true friendship we would never lose is the one we have with God. And I'm telling y'all that today, the presence of God does not come and go like, I want to say like the tides of the ocean. It don't do that. The presence of God is forever you, and not just you, but for the adults too. So for some of you, and I'm just reminded like when you was a child, it just, just, just came to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of us will have like a special blanket or a, I don't even say a toy. Some of us will have that. And we took that blanket, y'all, and we would take maybe a toy everywhere. We The blanket will just wrap around us and it'll make us feel warm and comfort. Now that you're older, now that we're older, God is the same way. He's the one to turn to for that comfort. That same comfort we had with that blanket or, or that toy, whatever. Call on God today, children. Call on God. Talk to him. He'll wrap his arms around you and he'll make you feel safe and snug just like that blanket. And I'm going to tell you what else he'll do. He did for me. He'll let you know that I am with you. And no matter how old you are, no matter how old you get, he's watching over you and he's making sure you're happy. He's making sure that you're secure. He's just, uh, I would say, a permanent security blanket. I would use the word permanent forever. He, God is that security blanket. He will keep you safe. He'll keep you safe from the storms. He'll keep you safe from your enemies. He'll keep you safe from any and everything. When God is for you, nothing and nobody can be against you. He is your rock, you. He's your home. He is that dwelling place. And my prayer today is, I, I, I think my prayer today is say, when you feel panic or you feel indefinite, turn it over to the Lord. And I pray for God to comfort you even right now. Whatever you all are going through, whatever we as adults are going through, I pray that God will fill us with his wisdom, fill us with his knowledge, and know that, know that he is present and know that God is in control. He's in control of everything, everything that we're facing or we might face that we're going to go through. And I just thank you, Lord, right now for every youth, for every adult, God, because I already know, God, it's your intervention. Not ours, but it's your intervention, God, that can calm the troubled souls in the youth life. And I pray and I fear this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Oh, uh, we got anybody else ready? Okay, I'm on uh I do have something to share with the children, but I'm gonna come back to that. But I do wanna share this, uh since we're talking about the black history, I had went across this um uh, on this particular lady, I know a lot of times they have, you know, when they have the list of black history inventors or uh, different things that black people did, the list is not complete. And um, we may, may not have seen the list or maybe furnished with or, or even found out the list of stuff. But every year I find out some new person uh, on of other black people that have did something that make them sick because to be celebrated during Black History Month because of something that they may have did or went through and stuff. And this particular one is on this latest Bridget Mason. 
Her nickname was Biddy, and she was born in 1818 in Georgia. And she was taken from her, she was born into slavery. So that's the first one we thought of. She was born into slavery. Her parents were slaves somewhere. But she was taken from her family as a teenager. And she was given to a slave owner as a wedding present. Can y'all, can y'all imagine being given to somebody as a wedding present? And these days and times, people want materialistic stuff for and money stuff for uh, for their wedding present, not a person. But in a way, they say she had three children, and it was stated that they were by the slave owner and everything. But uh, throughout those years, they say she learned childbirth and learned about a lot of herbal medications from other slave women. And she eventually uh, was one of the people that they went to when we are. Black and the white people were having babies. She was that childbirth uh, midwife, the midwife person to uh, deliver those babies and everything. But she did eventually become a nurse. At some point in time, her the slave owner, they ended up in New York. And um, I don't know what all went there, but they say the slave owner was a, a part of the Mormon church. And he was inspired to to leave New York and move his, move his people. So they end up in uh, Salt Lake City at one point and eventually in uh, in Los Angeles, California. And it says that when they did that walk, she had to walk. It, I don't know how far, but I can just imagine just the way I can picture New York on a map. And then Salt Lake City, Utah. I know Utah would be closer to Los Angeles than, than New York. But these slaves had to walk while their masters, they rolled in whatever they had back at that time. But she had to walk. And they say she had to carry her youngest one on her back. And they say at this particular loss, it was 2,000 miles. Lord, I'm missing. Uh, can y'all imagine that? And I'm telling you how many days it took for them to get there. But she had to walk all I'm quite sure it was not just her. I had to walk those 2,000 miles and everything. But this lady is uh, inspiring. She, she became a very influential person there and everything. Then I read where in the, uh, what did I see that, in the 1850 census in California, it showed that there was only 12 people there of African descent. And as more came there, they had a hard time, you know, finding work. The ones, I guess, that were no longer slaves or whatever, finding work to raise their families. And they still had to deal with the illegal bounty hunters who were still lynching people and stuff like that. But fortunately, uh, Miss Bibby, you know, did not have to confound to all that kind of stuff and everything. But because of her experience and stuff, she delivered a lot of babies during that 2,000-mile walk because the white people were having the babies and the black people were having the babies. But she was the one who was the midwife for all those. But uh, so she did, she didn't have an education because she was taken, she was born to slavery. So you know how they automatically start them working as a slave and everything. So she didn't have an education to read and write and stuff like that. But this lady became a real estate tycoon, and she became the first African-American millionaire in California. So she died wealthy with plenty of money. So her children, I don't know how her children were when, when, when she may have passed, but they didn't have to worry about too much as far as finances if they were still living at that time. But she didn't let that slavery stuff hold them back. But one thing I did read, too, that she sued her slave owner for her freedom. And she was granted her freedom because she sued that slave owner. And from that point on, it was on for her. She, she advanced and she excelled and everything. But uh, I know it's a lot of things I'm missing out, but those are main pointers that I had about that. Then I was thinking about, uh, you know, this lady, when they went to New York, she was in her 30s. And they say all these 
slaves, they, they didn't all start as little bit of children as slaves. A lot of them, when they started slaves, you know, they were grown people when they had them being slaves. And I just think about sometimes when, when sometimes our youth would tell their parents, especially when they don't want to do, but you don't want to take their advice, whatever, from the parents or somebody who may be giving it to them, not the young youth, but the older youth. And they, they would say, uh, I'm grown. A lot of them, they easily say that now, even when they older than that and everything. So I just say, these slaves didn't have the opportunity to tell these slave owners that I'm grown. They knew they were grown, but they couldn't say that to them slave owners because they know what they do in their job was. So it's something to think about. So I just want our youth, when that thought comes to your mind, to tell your parents, I'm grown, just squish it. Don't even say it because they know you're grown. They had you. They know how old you are. And, and uh, they know where you come from and everything. So just do what you need to do to make and do right. And if they're trying to offer you some advice, just listen to them. You're going to do what you want to do anyway, but listen to them. Because sometimes you never know what they can still tell you to lead you in the right direction and to help keep you. So do we have any other youth that are ready right now? Yes. Okay. We ready? All right. Today I'm going to be doing Martin Luther King, Jr. Baptist minister and Soviet activist Dr. Martin Luther King dedicated his life to the nonviolent struggle for justice in the United States. King leadership played a pivotal, pivotal role in ending entrenched segregation for black Americans and the creation of the Civil Rights Act in 1964. King's birth name was Michael, not Martin. King was born Michael King Jr. on January 15th in 1929. In 1934, however, his father, a pastor at Atlantis, even, even after Baptist Church, traveled to Germany and became inspired by the proficient Reformation leadership, Martin Luther. As a result of King Senior changed his whole name as well as one of his five-year-old sons. Okay, and who is that speaking? This is my Chavis. Okay, thank you, Tay, thank you. Do we have any other youth that's ready? Any other adult that may want to say something? You're listening. I have to meet you live. Water supply is right, uh, still a hussy, still a hussy, and that's it. And I hussy, a hussy, still a hussy for the people sitting down. Okay, thank you, Matthew. Thank you for that. Yeah. Hmm? Thank you, too, Nisi. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A lot of our youth may or might know, if y'all, if you read in the history books, you'll, one thing you'll learn that uh, there was a teenager that would not give up her seat prior to this event happening with Rosa Parks. But... For some reason or another, they didn't think that was important enough to put in the history or to use the way they used Rosa Parks. So uh, I can't remember if I read that that 
person, if she's still living now or not, but there was a teenager. I think they say she was 15. She refused to give up her seat to uh, a white person, and I think they arrested her or made her get off the bus or something. But uh, that's something we, that, you know, a lot of people don't know and they don't talk much about unless you, you find out about it yourself when you do read and research your own self and everything. So do we have anyone else? Okay, well, if we don't have nobody else, I'm going to share with the youth, the ones that are on here, whether they spoke or not, uh, what I had to share with them last week that I didn't get a chance to. And... uh, I hope they listen close and get some pointers out of what I'm, what I'm saying to them. And what this is about, you are. You are loved. That's the first one. You are. The first thing we're talking about, you are loved. And I'm going to say people are looking for love everywhere. People are falling in love. People are falling out of love. And the love we often seek and crave for is fleeting and will fade away with time. That's the love of man. But God's love is far greater. His love never fails. And there's a customized love note for us in the Bible. It's in John 3.16, which states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish will have everlasting life. The second point is you are accepted. Around the world today, people are rejected because of their color, creed, religion, among other things. But the God of the Bible accepts us the way we are. Differences, whatever they may be, do not change who you are on the inside. You are a child of God. You may not have heard this on the news stations, and this is a this is a news event for those who hadn't heard it before. God through Jesus Christ has already accepted you. That is some good news. Cast your burdens on Him, for He cares for you. In Romans eight thirty one, it states, "What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us?" Another scripture I want to share with, in reference to that acceptance is in Romans twelve twelve, and this is the easy to read version, which states, "Don't change yourselves to be like people of this world, but let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Then you will be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. You will be able to know what is good and pleasing to Him, and what is perfect." Third corner is you are the new. And Pastor Boone was talking about the things that our youth are more familiar with these days than, than a lot of us uh, in our age brackets and older, especially with this technology stuff and everything like that. But the Bible speaks about these four different things, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. And I know our youth know what this the creation was, what the fall was, what the redemption was, and the restoration. But in Christ, we are a new creation. All that is old and dead is replaced with what is new and full of life. Our purposes, feelings, desires, and patterns of thought are fresh and different. We see the world differently. And you see our world differently than, than, than a lot of the rest of us and we've seen the world a little differently than our parents and stuff like that. But I'd like to share Second Corinthians five seventeen which states, Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. And the fourth corner is you are the future. Yes, you are the future. Ask yourself sometimes, or have you ever asked yourself sometimes, what does the future you look like? What does the future you look like? 
and do. God's purpose in creating man is that man would rule over the whole earth. The earth was created by God. It was made pure and good for God's purposes. But when sin entered and disrupted the goodness that God created, God sent his only son to die for mankind to be able to give them, man, that opportunity to rule once again. God needs men who the Holy Spirit can use, men of prayer, men mighty in prayer. Are you available? Never underestimate yourself because you are a child of God. The Great Commission is all yours. Luke 9 and 6 states, And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So youth, I, I tell you again, you are the future. So when you get, get some time, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I am the future. God has chosen me to be his spokesperson. And I'm, y'all probably not heard about yeah. being the of God. So you can say to yourself, I am an ambassador of God. And let God use you to do these things that he put man on this earth to do. And, Lord, I, I just want to end with this prayer for our youth. I declare where well, I pray that your banner of love is over our youth and will remain over them, Lord. I pray that they will make a choice to recognize that they are both loved and unique. And thank you, Lord, for accepting them just the way they are. I pray they will jump into the new life that Jesus has for them, that they will begin to dream new dreams, new ideals, and have new desires. May our youth be amazed at what God can do through them, and may we be amazed at what God does through them. All these blessings I ask you, your son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. Now, do you have any other youth or adults that would like to say anything on our conference call today? Okay, we don't have anyone that wants to say nothing else. Uh, Pastor Boone, are you still on the line? Would you like to say anything or, or close us out? Well, I, I do uh, I do have something to say. I want to, uh, first of all, continue to let the Myrick family know that we are still praying for them and, and asking the Lord to comfort, comfort their hearts. And, and uh, I just thank God for all our eyes and hearts witness uh, at the homegoing celebration for Mrs. Ethel uh, Myrick, and we uh, continue to lift that family in prayer. We'll be going on Monday to uh, have a homegoing celebration for Mr. Willie Thornton, and that's uh, Sister Tamara Azart, dad, and uh, we'll be at... Uh, Greater New Greater Piney Grove on Glenwood uh, Monday at eleven, I think it is, and we'll be there uh, to help comfort that family. And uh, I just want to say to the youth, I'm so proud of being a part of your life, and I will always be there for you. Word of Life Ministry is always there for you. Uh, you can call each, any of us, and we're there for you with any situation you might have. We're here to try to assist you in whatever matter comes up. And with that being said, I want to just thank the youth, um, Ventrell and uh, Montavious and Nakia for uh, coming aboard and helping us out today. Y'all did a magnificent job. I learned so much about Frederick Douglass and uh, uh, the great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., I never knew his name was Michael, but praise the Lord. Uh, so I just thank God for everything that we heard. And and um, uh, Minister Denise Glenn, you really shared a lot with us, especially about the midwife and the, the uh, suing for freedom and uh, becoming, the lady becoming a uh, uh, millionaire in California, a real estate guru, but 
it's just so much that we we don't know and that we can learn from one another. And I just thank God for uh, Nakia. It's always has the greatest spirit. Every time I come in contact with her or hear her voice, my spirit just brightens up. And I would want to also thank uh, Sister Jackie Hope Myrick uh, for her words of encouragement, her words of engagement uh, to help our youth to see a brighter day, a brighter future. Uh, and uh, I just know that the realistic, the true love for the youth always pours out of you, Minister Denise Glanton. Uh, you really care for the youth, and I can hear it and feel it in your expressions toward them, the things that you bring to them. Uh, I am so uh, pleased with the way you conduct yourself with concerning the youth. Uh, we are blessed to be able to come together. We are blessed to be able to uh, love on one another, to uh, work with our youth. I know all of our youth are not on the line, but they they feel us. They know we are there for them. And, uh, again, we want to con- congratulate Zion for graduating from boot camp. I watched it yesterday on uh, YouTube. And if you go to YouTube and put in Naval graduation 2023 in Great Lakes. It'll come up on YouTube, and I, I've watched it twice already, and I'm going to watch it again. Being a, a ex-Navy veteran, uh, it just I just it brought back so many memories. And I was in the house uh, marching around the table, and uh, Dr. Jacket was just laughing at me, but. I was saluting the TV, and I was just so excited. Uh, And I just get so excited when any of our youth do anything. And I know we are coming up on a graduation season or an elevation season. If anyone is is transitioning from elementary to junior to middle to high to college, uh, please uh, let me know or let Minister Denise Glanton know or let Elder Hopkins know or let uh, Sister Jackie Hope Myrick know so that we can be a part of that celebration. Uh, we want to be a part of every uh, accolade that you accomplish in your life. We want to make sure that we continue to distribute uh, the reality that we love you more than the world does, and we're here for you. I also want to uh, let you all know that our next youth conference call will be March the 25th at 3 o'clock. March the 25th at 3 o'clock is our next youth conference call. And and so we're going to ask that everyone uh, prepare something, a poem, a scripture, uh, something to tell us. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be listening out to hear from Montavious and from Ventrell and from Nikea, because you all are on the line today, so you get it firsthand. You guys will be the first three people that we call on in Jesus' name. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, Minister Denise Glanton, and she will she will close us out. God bless you all. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Boone. Thank you, everyone, for for participating. Thanks. Thank you to everyone that was on the conference line today. And, Lord, we thank you for those that wanted to be on the conference line but could not be on there for whatever reason they had to be on there. Lord, we thank you to help our, I mean, I ask you to help our youth be able to be able to be on there in the future. Um, maybe it won't interfere with whatever is going on in their lives at that, at that time. And if they have things going on, maybe they will let us know so we can determine if we need to change the times or something like that. But as we know, the children, they are our future. Um, they are our future. Without them, there is no future. Because when everybody else leaves here, won't nobody left behind. Won't nobody be here left to do nothing or, or perform nothing. And I want our children to know that we want them to continue to um, think right, do right, get to school on time. Go to bed on time so you can get up on time. 
Yeah, I know who I'm talking to. And um, do what you need to do while you are in the schools and respect your teachers and 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 stuff like that. And um, let the teachers know you appreciate them for teaching you and being there for you. Even though you may not agree with everything they tell you to do, especially when it comes down to the work you have to do in the school and all the homework that you may have to do at home or the practice that you may have to do. But the people are teaching you these things for a reason. And even for those that want to be in entrepreneurship, you got to have some kind of education if you want to have a successful business because if you don't know how to run that business and you can't depend on everybody that you hire to run that business and be honest with you and don't steal from you because you're in up in the hole every time. There's some crooked people out there. If you got a business and you want to be ran by people or you want people to help you, you need to know everything that they know how to do as well so that you would know when things start going wrong and if any errors and stuff being made, you'll know yourself. You ain't got to wait for them to tell you. You'll know your own self. So y'all think about that when Y'all who be talking about becoming entrepreneurs, you need to get some education, a lot of skills to learn how to do those things, and you can do it. Just put your mind to it, and God will help you. And uh, we pray that everyone be back on the conference line tomorrow for the church service, unless they're going to be in person at the church and everything. Uh, sure don't forget the number. I shouldn't have to send it to you every time, but program it in your phone. But I just ask God to watch between me and be while we are absent, one from another. Everyone have a blessed rest of the weekend or the day rather. Amen. Love you all. Have a blessed Saturday. All right. All right. See y'all later. All right, talk to you later, Ventrilo. Talk to you later, Nakia, Calvin, Jackie, Pastor Boone, and everybody else that's on the line. <laughs> oh, thank you. Take care. Thank you so much for listening in to today's message. We hope that this service blessed your life. Please come back and join us again next time. Have a great day. God bless.